بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللمؤلف والمستمعين والمسلمين يقول الشيخ يقول الشيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى وقد بوض المحقق وقال اثبات المقر والكيد لله تعالى على ما يليق به ثم قال الشيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى وقوله وهو شديد المحال وقوله ومكر ومكر الله والله خير الماكرين وقوله ومكر مكرا ومكرنا مكرا وهم لا يشعرون وقوله انهم يكيدون كيدا واكيد كيدا ثم قال المحقق ثم قال المحقق وصف الله بالعقل والمغفره والرحمه والعزه والقدره وقال الشيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى وقوله ان تبدوا خيرا او تخفوه او تعفوا عن سوء فان الله كان عفوا قديرا وقوله وليعفوا وليسفهوا الا تحبون ان يغفر الله لكم والله غفور رحيم وقوله ولله العزه ولرسوله وللمؤمنين وقوله ان ابليس قال فبعزتك لاغوينهم اجمعين وقال المحدث اثبات الاسم لله ونفي ونفي المثل عنه ثم قال الشيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى وقوله تبارك اسم ربك ذي الجلال والاكرام وقوله فاعبده واستبر لعبادته هل تعلم له سميا وقوله ولم يكن له كفوا احد وقوله فلا تجعلوا لله اندادا وانتم تعلمون وقوله ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله ثم قال المحقق نفي نفي الشريك عن الله تعالى وقال الشيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى وقوله وقل الحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبره تكبيرا وقوله يسبح يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الارض له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير وقوله تبارك الذي نزل القران على عبده ليكون للعالمين نذيرا الذي الذي له ملك السماوات والارض ولم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك وخلق كل شيء وخلق كل شيء فقدره تقديرا وقوله ما اتخذ الله من ولد وما كان معه من اله اذا لذهب كل كل اله بما خلق ولا ولا على بعضهم على بعض سبحان الله عما يصفون عالم الغيب والشهاده فتعالى عما يشركون وقوله فلا تضربوا لله امثالا ان الله يعلم وانتم لا تعلمون وقوله قل انما حرم ربي الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وما بطن والاثم والبغي بغير الحق وان تشركوا بالله ما لم ينزل به سلطانا وان تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره 
ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخيره ورسوله ارسله رحمه للعالمين فبلغ رساله ادى الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده ترك امته على محجه بيضاء طريق واضح لا يزيغ عنها الا هالك في هذه الجمل التي سمعنا تتعلق بما لله جل وعلا من صفات الكمال فمنها فيما يتعلق بقوله جل وعلا وهو شديد المحال ومكروا ومكر الله والله خير الماكرين ومكروا مكرا ومكرنا مكرا وهم لا يشعرون انهم يكيدون كيدا واكيد كيدا هذه كلها امور تتعلق بالتدبير ومقابله الحيل الفاسده والمقاصد الخبيثه بتدبير يعني العالم بكل شيء مكر الخلق انما هو خديعه وخداع و سعي سعي بما يضاد مراد الله جل وعلا وما يامر به ومكر الله فضحوا اهل المكر وبيان خزيهم وضعفهم وانهم مهما وصلوا من حيل واحكموا من تدبير فان تدبير الله جل وعلا محيط به وامره هو النافذ وتدبيره هو التام ومكرهم يحبطه الله جل وعلا النساء المكر لله جل وعلا هو فضح اهل المكر ومكرهم هو الكذب والخداع والضلال شديد المحال شديد التدبير الاراده لا يغيب عن شيء إذا مكر الماكرون فما يقابله من تدبير الله جل وعلا وكشف حقائقهم وفضح مؤامراتهم يفسد عملهم ومن صفات الله جل وعلا التجاوز والعفو فقوله سبحانه إن تبدو خيرا أو تخفوه أو تعفو عن سوء فإن الله كان عفوا قديرا إبداء الخير أو إخفاؤه أو العفو عن السوء من الأمور التي يحبها الله جل وعلا ولكن عفو الله سبحانه وتعالى أجل وأنفع وأعظم يقول سبحانه وليهفوا وليصفحوا 
يامر الناس ان يتصفوا بالعفو والصف ليدركوا من الله جل وعلا عفوه وعفوه اشغل وصفحه اجل وانفع فقل الا تحبون ان يغفر الله لكم يعني اذا انتم صفحتم وعفوتم انتظروا مغفره الله جل وعلا وعفوه اذا فعلتم تلك الاعمال الكريمه ابتغاء مرضات الله يعني صارت النيه نيه سليمه موفقه اما اذا كانت النيه ليتباهى الانسان بالعفو وليتمجد للتسامح حتى يمدحه الخلق ياتينا حديث انما الاعمال بالنيات والموفق موفقه الله لاخلاص العمل يقول وقوله جل وعلا ولله العزه ولرسوله وللمؤمنين وقوله عن ابليس قال فبعزتك لاغوينهم اجمعين لا شك ان العزه لله سبحانه وتعالى عزه الله لا يعتبرها نقص ولا يقف لها مضاد فانه سبحانه الفعال لما يريد له العزه ولرسوله العزه التي منحه جل وعلا اياها وللمؤمنين يكرمهم سبحانه ومعرفه ان العزه لله يعرفها العدو والصديق ابليس لما توعد ان يضل ذريه ادم ما قال بعزتي وقوه ذلك قال فبعزتك لاغوينهم اجمعين فهو يعرف ان العزه لله جل وعلا وحده فيما يتعلق باثبات اسماء الله يقول الله جل وعلا تبارك اسم ربك ذي الجلال والاكرام تبارك اسم ربك اي كمل اسمه هو الكمال المطلق والعلو التام والجلال الذي لا يبلغه جلال واللائق بالاكرام باخلاص العبوديه له قال فاعبده اصطبا لعبادته هل تعلم له السميه يامر الله لك عباده وعبده الانسان وعبده محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بان يعبدوه جل وعلا ويصبر لعبادته لانه لا سمي له له السمو والاسم الكامل يقول ولم يكن له كفوا احد يعني ليس لله مثيل ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير جل وعلا وقوله فلا تجعلوا لله اندادا وانتم تعلمون الند المثل لذلك لما قال احد للنبي ما شاء الله قال اجعلتني لله ندا يعني لا ند له لا مثيل ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله 
الى اذا غلب اخوى الشيطان على ابن ادم اتخذ الهه يتعبد لها وهي لا تملك نفعا ولا ضرا ولكنه الخساره التي تحيق بالظالمين فيما ياتي نفي الشريك لان الله لا شريك له يقول شيخ الاسلام في ذكر هذه الادله على قوة الله وتدبيره وشمول رحمته وإحسانه وكمال صفاته وأسماءه يقول وقل الحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبره تكبيرا الله جل وعلا الإنسان ليس فقط يريد ان يتلذذ بوجود الاولاد لا يريد ان ينفعوه وينصروه ويسهل لهم عند عجزه اي شيء والله جل وعلا له الكمال المطلق والاستغناء عن كل شيء والحديقه فالله لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك هذا الكون الذي نعيش فيه من ارض وما فوقنا من سماء وما تحتنا من ثرى وغير ذلك كل ذلك ملك لله ثم كيف انشاه انشاه جل وعلا في كل هذا موجود في خلال سته ايام سواء للسائلين ليس له شريك في هذا الامر وليس له ولي من الذل لكن له ولي في المحبه من المحبه الشان في الانسان ان يتخذ وليا ليناصره فيما يحتاج الى من ينصره اما الله جل وعلا فضله الكمال في العزه والنصر له ولي على ان اولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون لكنهم ما هم اولياء نصره وانما اولياء عباده وتذلل لله جل وعلا يقول يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الارض له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير الله يقول وان من شيء لا يسبح بحمده السماوات والارض والثرى والجميع هذا الكون يسبق بحمد الله جل وعلا وله الملك كلمه الملك الملك المطلق الشامل الشامل لكل شيء والحمد والتمجيد والثناء وهو على كل شيء قدير يعني لا شيء يعجز الله جل وعلا ايجاده ولا اغلاله ولا نصره هو الفعال من اجله يقول قوله تبارك الذي نزل القران على عبده ليكون للعالمين نذيرا 
الذي له ملك السماوات والارض الله هو الذي نزل القران وهو القران على عبده محمد لماذا ليكون للعالمين نذيرا للجن والانس يدعوهم وينذر من يخالف الذي له ملك السماوات والارض ولن يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك وخلق كل شيء فقدره تقديرا هو جل وعلا المالك لكل شيء والقادر على اثبات كل شيء من الخليقه ما دام ان امره اذا اراد شيئا ان يقول له كن فيكون فلا يحفزه جل وعلا على الشيء ثم هذه الاشياء الموجوده لم تاتي بهذه المده القليله وفيها اي اعوجات الله يقول في سوره الملك ثم ارجع البصر هل ترى مفقود هذا البناء العظيم الذي لا يظهر لك يا ابن ادم الا ما هو يظلك ولو علمتك ايضا كيف كيف الحقيقه التي وجد هذا فيها ثم في المده الوجيزه لبلغ منك العجل مبلغ قال وخلق كل شيء فقدره تقديرا ما دام انه خالق كل شيء الارزاق والموت والحياه والعز والمذل والذل وكل شيء بتدبيره فقدر اعظم شانه انتهت الاوامر انتهى عن نواهيه ايقن بانه لا اله في الوجود سواه وقوله ما اتخذ الله الاول وما كان معه من اله لان الله جل وعلا ما اتخذ اولاد وما وليس معه الهه فنقول اذا لذهب كل اله لو كان مع الله الهه لتطاول كل واحد يريد ان يختص الصاع بمن اوجده لكن الموجد هو الله جل وعلا اذا كل شيء له هو الذي له كل شيء والمالك لكل شيء والقادر على كل شيء لو كان هناك الهه او ارباب مع الله لا على بعضهم على بعض لكن سبحان الله عما يصفون يعني ينزه الله جل وعلا ان يغالبهم مغالب هو قال عالم الغيب والشهاده فتعالى عما يشركون الله يقول سواء من اسر القال ومن جهر به يستوي الامر في علم الله والسماعه لانه جل وعلا لا تخفى عليه قادر كما مر في قصه عائشه فيما يتعلق بالسمع يقول اني نفقت الغرفه الحجره يفوت علي بعض كلامه والله فوق سبع سنوات قد سمع الله قول التي تجادلك بزوجها فهو سبحانه وتعالى السميع البصير 
قال فلا تضربوا لله الامثال ان الله يعلم وانتم لا تعلمون ليس له مثيل ليس كمثله شيء لا في علمه ولا في قدرته ولا في سماعه لا يحدو سمعه شيء من هذا الوجود فلا تضربوا لله الامثال ان الله يعلم وانتم لا تعلمون قل ما حرم ربي الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن والاثم والبغي بغير الحق وان تشركوا بالله ما لم ينزل به سلطانا وان تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون الله جل وعلا ما حرم على العباد شيئا الا وفي تحريمه عليهم مصلحه العباد ولا احل لهم شيء الا وفي تحليله احلال احلاله تحليله لهم الا وفي ذلك مصلحتهم فهو العالم بكل شيء وهو المدبر لكل شيء وهو الذي له الامر كله في مبدئه ومعاده سبحانه وتعالى فاسال الله جل جميعا من المثبتين لاسماء الله وصفاته الصادقين في طاعته جل وعلا وتعظيمه واجلاله الصادقين في الانتهاء عن كل ما نهى عنه والجد والاخذ بما امر بما نستطيعه مما امر به لان المنهيات على الانسان ان يكف عنها كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الله يقول وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا يقول في المعتيات فاتقوا الله بصراحه والنبي يقول اذا امرتكم بشيء فاتوا به واذا نهيتكم عن شيء فاستجبوه لا خير في المقبله علينا ما يتعلق باثبات الاستواء وما اشار اليه المؤلف لغير ذلك اثبات العلو لله جل وعلا اثبات معيه الله للخلق الى ان ياتي اثبات الكلام ان شاء الله الشيخ حفيظ الله تعالى بجانب بارك Praising Allah Azza wa Jalla and bearing witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah who is anointed by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a slave, the messenger, and the one whom Allah sent as a mercy to mankind. He fought in the way of Allah. He delivered the message and he left his ummah upon a clear path. No one deviates from it except that he is destroyed. And that which has been read from the, the treaties of Sheikh Islam Ibn Tamir Rahim Allah Ta'ala in tonight's lesson is that which is pertaining to the plot and the planning of Allah Azza wa Jal. And then the other chapter or the other verses related to Allah forgiving and Allah having mercy, mercy upon creation and that will come. The Shaykh mentioned Allah Ta'ala, that which has been mentioned in the verses tonight is informing of the perfection of Allah's attributes to Baraka Ta'ala. 
And in these verses we have the attributes of Allah, Shahid and Mihal, Wamakaru Wamakar Allah, Wallahu Khairu Makarin to the end of those verses. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, this shows you that Allah has developed an absolute control of everything. These individuals, they plot and they plan with ill intentions, and Allah Azawajal responds to their thoughts and their plans, which they did so with ill intention. So Allah Azawajal exposes them, and Allah Azawajal stops that which they are trying to plot and plan. And Allah Azawajal, He is in control of everything which is in the creation. And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that those individuals, even though they plot and they plan, they cannot go against the will and the order of Allah Azza So Allah exposes them and Allah shows that they are weak no matter what they think and no matter what level they think that they have reached of their plots and their plans, Allah Azza is greater than them and He is stronger than them. And we understand that Allah Azzawajal is in control of everything. And that that which Allah ordered would come about. And we understand that it, their plots and their plans will only lead to their destruction. Their plots and their plans are based on lying, based on, it's based on deception, it's based on deviation. So Allah Taala responds to that which they have plotted. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, Shadeed al-Mihal, Allah is strong in His control. And nothing slips past Allah Azza wa Then he mentioned the following verses, the fact that Allah Azza wa pardons, the fact that He forgives, the fact that He is the Almighty, and He is the one in control. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned mention that these are from the sifat of Allah Azawajal. That He forgives, that He pardons, and the likes. And forgiving and pardoning is also from the characteristics that Allah Azawajal likes to be in His creation. Allah Azawajal loves that we forgive. And he loves that we pardon others. But the forgiveness of Allah and the pardoning of Allah is greater than that of his creation. And likewise, where Allah Ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Nur, if you pardon and you forgive, the Shaykh mentioned that Allah is ordering his creation to pardon and to forgive one another. And you understand that if you pardon one another and forgive one another, then Allah Azawajal will do the same for you. And indeed, when Allah forgives you, this is greater than the creation forgiving you. So if you want Allah Azawajal to pardon you and to forgive you, then you should do so with the creation. But you should do so seeking the face of Allah Azawajal. Yani, you have to be sincere. When you pardon and forgive others, you have to be sincere in doing so. Because if you're not sincere in doing so, then verily, the Prophet ﷺ said, actions abide intentions. 
So even in pardoning and forgiving, a person has to be sincere. He should not do so, so that the people can praise him, and the people can speak good of him. This is not his intention behind pardoning and forgiving, but his intention behind that is to seek the face of Allah Azza wa Jal. Then in the following verse in Surah Al-Munafiqun, the Shaytan mentioned, by the might of Allah, or Afwan, uh, in Surah Sa'd, Shaytan mentioned, by the might of Allah, I would guide all of them astray. And the Shaykh mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, indeed, the might is for Allah. And there is no deficiency in the might and the power of Allah. And nothing can withstand the might of Allah Azza wa Jal. As for the, as far, or as for the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then he has the, the might and the glory that Allah gave him. This was something that was given to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by his Lord, as well as the glory that the believers have. This is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah blesses them, Allah, uh, blesses them. So they have this, that which Allah has given them. Then the Shaykh said, but look at the Shaytan. Even the enemy knows that the glory and the might is with Allah Azza The Shaytan, or the Shaytan, when he wanted to respond, he didn't say, by my might and my glory, I would lead them astray. He said, by the might and the glory, by your might and glory, I would lead them astray. So even the enemy of Allah knows or knew the might and glory of Allah Azza then in, in the following verses, the affirmation of the names of Allah. And you have that in the verse in Surah Ar-Rahman, Ikram. Glory or uh, blessed is the name of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the Shaykh mentioned that all of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal are complete. They are the most magnificent names. Allah Azawajal is the most, is the most magnificent and his names and his attributes are the highest. And then he went on to mention, uh, the following verse where he says, worship him and be patient in his worship. Do you know that there is anyone similar to him? So Allah Azawajal in this ayat is ordering the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi worship him and be patient in your worship of him. Allah is ordering the Prophet Muhammad to worship him and the followers of the Prophet Muhammad to worship him and to be patient in the worship of Allah and you do not know anyone who is similar to Allah nothing is similar or nothing is like Allah as it was mentioned by the Prophet but he said, an individual said in the company of the Prophet, that which Allah wills and that which you will. He, the Prophet immediately responded, have you made me similar to Allah? Have you made me similar to Allah? There is no one similar to Allah, Azza wa Jal. Then he mentioned the other verses in that regard. The fact that Allah Azza wa Jal now, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. Now, in the last verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, from amongst the people are those who take 
other than Allah, as a partner to Allah. They love them as they love Allah. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, indeed, when the shaitanic desires overtake the individual, they would worship that which would not benefit them nor bring any harm to them because of their desires overtaking them. And then the following verses, or the verses after that, to deny that there is a partner with Allah Azza Indeed, Allah Azza has no partners. And the praise is only for Allah. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, an individual, he desires to have an offspring, so that offspring one day can assist him and support him and benefit him. But indeed, Allah is perfect. And Allah is in no need of help, nor support, nor benefit from anyone. So Allah Azzawajal is self-sufficient. And with that being the case, Allah does not need an offspring. Allah does not need a partner. In this creation that we live in, the heavens and the earth and that which is between them, and that which is below us, it belongs to Allah Azzawajal. How did Allah bring it about? Allah did so in six days. There is no partner for Allah. Allah is in need of no one. And then in the verses it mentioned that he does not have a wali. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala Naam, Allah does not have a wali, someone that he's in need of. Allah is in need of no one. But Allah has awliya that Allah has blessed Tabarak Ta'ala. So Allah Azawajal does not have a wali that he fears. Allah Azawajal does not have a wali that he fears. But those individuals who worship Allah Azawajal, He has made them from amongst the awliya. Allah has blessed those individuals. Not that Allah is below those individuals, but those individuals are below Allah Azawajal and He is the mighty, the, the glory. And the glory is for Allah Azawajal. Now, and then the verse is about the glorification of Allah Azawajal. يُسَبِّهُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ In Surah At-Taghabun, Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that everything in the heavens and everything in the earth, they glorify Allah. Allah has the dominion, everything belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah has the praise, all of the praises for Allah Ta'ala. Allah has the might to do anything and everything. Nothing is, uh, Allah does not have or Allah is not incapable of anything Ta'ala. And then he mentioned the verses in Surah Al-Furqan. The verses in Surah Al-Furqan, Allah Azzawajal sent the Furqan upon his, upon his servant and slave. The Furqan is the Qur'an. And the slave that it was sent upon is the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why did Allah send the Furqan? لِيَكُونَ لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَذِيرًا So that it can be a warning to the world. A warning to the jinn and a warning to the humans. So verily, Allah Azza wa Jal is the Lord of everything. And Allah is capable of everything. And if that is the case, then it is upon the individual to understand that Allah is not incapable of anything. And everything that came about, and the time that it, yani the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, Allah created everything. And did Allah take a long time to do so? No, He did it in six days. So Allah is not incapable of anything. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so you know this to be the case. If you 
There's a lot more that I mentioned in one of the surahs of the Quran. If you look at the creation and then you turn away and then you look at the creation again, it has not changed. This is because it is created by Allah Azza wa Jal. But if you understand that reality, that Allah created everything and He did so in no time, then you give reverence to Allah, complete reverence and awe to Allah and you fulfill His orders and you abstain from that which Allah has forbade because you know that Allah is capable of all things and nothing uh, skips Allah and then you understand that Allah is not in need of children He's not, he's not in need of a wife and verily there are no gods with Allah because if there were, all of them would go in their own direction. All of them would fight one another. But verily, Allah is the Lord of the creation. And there is no God with Allah. There is no Lord with Allah Azzawajal. And that's in the verses. If there were gods with Allah, then they would have tried to overcome one another and the likes of that. So Allah is above all of this. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala other verses in the Quran to show you about the sifat of Allah Allah is all aware of that which is hidden and all aware of that which is seen and he mentioned in another verse in the Quran Allah mentioned in another verse in the Quran it doesn't make a difference whether you say your statements privately or you say your statements publicly it's heard by Allah and it is known by Allah Nothing is hidden from Allah Azza wa Jal. As was mentioned previously in previous lessons in the story of Aisha and the Mujadira, the woman that came and complained about her husband, Aisha has said, I heard some of the statements of this woman and some of the statements I could not hear. But verily Allah Azza wa Jal from above the heavens, he heard everything which she complained about her husband. And then the verses, Do not strike examples or parables for Allah. Allah knows enough and you do not know. So nothing is similar to Allah. Nothing is similar to the knowledge of Allah. Nothing is similar to the might of Allah. Nothing is similar to the hearing of Allah and the sight of Allah. And nothing gets past Allah Azza wa Jal. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, we should understand and know and have certainty that there is nothing that Allah has forbade except that there is a benefit in us abstaining from it. And there's nothing that Allah Azawajal has made permissible except that there is a benefit in us embarking upon us or embarking upon it and fulfilling it. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, we supplicate to Allah and ask Him to make us from amongst those who affirm the names and attributes of Allah and we are true and we are sincere in our affirmation of the names and the attributes of Allah. And we ask Allah to make us sincere in our obedience to Allah Azawajal and our having reverence for Allah Azawajal. And we ask Allah to give us success to abstain from that which He had forbade and to allow us that which, to allow us to perform that which He has ordered. With regards to that which Allah has forbade, or forbade, we have to abstain from it. There is no choice in the matter. <coughs> As Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا أَتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُرُوهُ That which the Messenger has given you, you have to take it. That which the Messenger gave you, you have to take it, and that which he forbade you, you have to abstain from it. So when it came to the prohibition, 
we have to abstain from it. But when it came to the ma'murat, when it came to that which Allah has ordered, we do it to the best of our ability. Fear Allah to the best of your ability. As it was mentioned in the hadith, مَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ مِنْهُمْ إِسْتَطَعْتُمْ It's mentioned in the hadith, that which I have ordered you, then do it to the best of your ability. وَمَا نَهَيْتُ وَمَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ And that which I have forbade you, then abstain from it. So the Shaykh mentioned, so we asked Allah for Ta'ala to give us tawfiq in that regard. And then he said, inshallah, in the coming lessons, we're going to have lessons uh, with regards to the istiwa of Allah Azawajal and with regards to the highness of Allah Azawajal over his creation. Those will come in the following lessons to Ibn Allah Ta'ala. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى هل التجاوز والعفو شيء واحد او بينهما اختلاف؟ التجاوز غير العفو العفو يسمع عن الانسان حتى كانه لم يعمل شيء لم يبقى اثر وأما التجاوز بحيث لا لم يعاقب عبده الذي أساء وإنما شمله بمغفرته ولذلك العفو يكون أكثر خصوصية to pardon and al-apu, and they are similar in English, but in the Arabic they are different. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala al-apu is that you pardon the individual as if they never perform the action. But Allah Azzawajal forgives the individual as if they never performed the action. Whereas a tajawiz is that Allah doesn't punish the individual for the action. So a tajawiz is that Allah doesn't punish you for the action, but an afu is that Allah forgave you to the extent that is as if you never performed the action. So an afu is, in fact, greater than a tajawiz. يقول السائل ما هي الصفات التي ينبغي ان تتوفر في المفتي؟ نعم في المفتي. الصفات التي ينبغي ان توفر 
في من يجيب الناس على ما يسالون عنه من امور دينهم هي العلم والورع يكون عالم ويكون ورعا يخاف الله ان يفتيهم بامر فيه تقصير في البيان فلا بد للمفتي ان يجمع بين العلم وسداد الراي Individuals ask me what are the characteristics that should be in a person that gives fatwa. In the statement of Allah Ta'ala, the characteristics that should be in an individual that answers people's questions and gives the tawah. That first, that individual should have knowledge. And second, that individual should have piety. The individual should have knowledge, should know the issues that he is responding to. And he should have piety, meaning he fears Allah Azawajal. Uh, so that he doesn't respond and give rulings in that which, or in a manner which is deficient, and in a manner which is negligent. So this are, these are the two characteristics that should be in that individual. أنصح لطالب العلم الذي يريد أن يتعلم أن يحرص على الدروس التي تبين له كيف يعبد الله وما وما الذي تتطلبه العبادة من الطهارة استحضار القلب واستشعار الأدب عندما يباشر هذه العبادة Individuals ask me, what are uh, the lessons that you would advise a new student of knowledge to attend? And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, I advise a person who wants to learn that that individual should uh, attend lessons which would clarify for him how to worship Allah Azawajal. And what are the requirements for uh, worship? This purification such as uh, being conscious with your heart, such as the correct manners of performing uh, actions of worship. These are the lessons that I advise that individual to attend. إذا دخل الشخص في الإسلام فهل يقتل له ما سبق؟ نعم يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لعمر بن العاص لما خرج من مكة وعثى إلى النبي في المدينة ليس في قتال ولا شيء وأراد أن يبايع الإسلام قال أريد أن أشترط قال تشترط ماذا؟ قال أن يعفى يغفر لنا مسبا قال إن الإسلام يجب ما قبله لأن يمحى السيئات التي ارتكبها الإنسان قبل أن يسلم Individuals asking when a person enters into Islam are there previous sins forgiven? The Prophet ﷺ mentioned to Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala anhuma anhu radiallahu ta'ala anhuma anhu anhu naam naam radiallahu ta'ala anhu when he migrated from Mecca to Al-Madina he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he wanted to give uh, an oath and enter into the fold of Islam 
But he said to the Prophet ﷺ, I want to take, make a condition for me entering into Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ said, what is your condition? He said, I want to make the condition that Allah forgives my previous sins. And the Prophet ﷺ said, indeed Islam, uh, indeed Islam wipes away as an expiation for your previous sin, for your previous sins, and indeed migrating is an expiation for your previous sins. وإذا رجع الشخص إذا أسلم الشخص ثم إذا إذا أسلم الشخص ثم رجع إلى السيئات التي كان يعملها قبل الإسلام إذا أسلم الشخص وبقي على إسلامه ولكن رجع لارتكاب بعض المعاصي التي كان يرتكبها في كفره فهي ذنوب تحت مشيئة الله إن شاء غفر له وإن شاء عذبه ولا يكون كافرا لرجوعه إلى معاصي كان يرتكبها في كفره إذا أسلم حقيقة يعني في أن أيقن بأنه لا إله إلا الله وأيقن أن محمد رسول الله وأنه واجب عليه أن يتبع تبقى المعاصي كما في حديث أبي ذر لما أخبره النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن من مات يشهد أن لا إله إلا الله يعني ويحقق ذلك دخل الجنة قال أبو ذر وإن زنى وإن سرق فقال النبي وإن زنى وإن سرق فكررها ابو ذر ثانيه ثم ثالثه وكلها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الاخيره قال وان زنى وان سرق وان رغم ان فاذب يعني ان الانسان اذا اسلم ولم يرجع عن الاسلام وانما ارتكب بعض الذنوب يكون تحت مشيئه الله ان الله لا يغفر عن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء It was mentioned that the person enters into Islam and then they return to some of the sins that they used to perform before entering into Islam. What is the ruling? The statement of the individual enters into Islam and he remains upon his Islam. But then he returns to performing some of the sins which he used to perform before entering into Islam. These are sins. And that individual is under the will of Allah Azzawajal. Allah may forgive that individual or Allah, or Allah may punish that individual. But this individual did not uh, become a disbeliever because of returning to his sins. He does not become a disbeliever. As long as that individual has truly entered into the fold of Islam. He, uh, has, when he entered into, it, into Islam, he was certain that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. He was certain that Muhammad was the messenger of Allah. So these sins that he returned to, they remain as sins. It took place in the time of the Prophet وسلم, when the companion Abu Dhabi was in the company of the Prophet وسلم, and the Prophet وسلم, mentioned that the person who dies upon the, the shahada la ilaha illallah, he will enter into Jinnah. Abu Dhabi heard this from the Prophet وسلم, and he said, even if he commits fornication and adultery, even if he commits fornication and adultery and steals, 
the Prophet said, even if he commits fornication and adultery and steals. Then Abu Dhabi said, even if he commits fornication and adultery and steals, the Prophet said, even if he commits fornication and adultery and steals. And Abu Dhabi said, even he said it a third time. Then the Prophet said, even if he commits fornication, adultery and steals, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. So if an individual returns to sins, then those remain as sins, and he is under the will of Allah. Allah can forgive him, or Allah can punish him. Verily, Allah does not forgive that partner that set up with him, but he forgives other than that to whom he will reverse from the Quran. يقول السائل هل يجوز أن نفرض رسوما على المشتركين أو المشاركين في في مسابقة قرآنية؟ هل يكون هل يجوز أن يكون هناك رسوم على المشاركين في مسابقة قرآنية؟ مسابقة قرآنية؟ لا أدري ما معنى هذه الرسوم يعني كيف يتكلمون عليها؟ كانوا يتسابقون بعمل يقومون بهم فلا يدخل ان توضع عليهم رسوم بحيث لا يدخل المتسابق الا ان يدفع مالا هذا الذي لا يجوز هذا who wants to participate in the Qur'anic competition, they have to pay a fee. And he said it's not permissible for them to uh, to do so. It's not permissible for an organization to place a fee upon individuals who want to participate in the Qur'anic competition. يقول السائل كنت في مجلس من المجالس وكنت أتكلم عن إحدى المغنيات من المسلمات وسميتها الشيطان المغنيات 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 وسميتها الشيطان فهل يجوز لي ان اصفها بهذا القول؟ هي لا شك ما دامت انها مغنيه فهي شيطانه فليس معنى الشيطان انها من الجن يعني الشيطان ليس فقط الجن اللي في له وخفه وامر هذا فيه في شيطنه ولذلك يقول في مثلا شيطان وكثير الحركه في العذره وهذا يسمى الشيطان وعلى سبيل المثال شاهد عربي في اللغه العربيه يقول الشاعر عن النساء ايام يدعونني يعني النساء يصفنا هذا الرجل أيام يدعونني الشيطان من غزل وكنا يهوينني إذ كنت شيطانا فالشيطان هي أخفة بما لا يتفق مع الأخلاق الكريمة. Individual said I was in a gathering and I was speaking about a Muslim female singer and I called her shaytan. Is it permissible? I told her a devil. Is it permissible for me to do so? Mr. Khabibullah said, as long as she's a singer, then she is a devil. And it doesn't mean that she's from amongst the jinn, because you have devils from amongst the jinn and the humans. So you shouldn't be of the impression that shaitan is only from amongst the jinn. Mr. Khabibullah, for example, a person that moves around a lot, 
in a strange manner, a manner which is not uh, known. So it's said that that person is a shaytana. And then the Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned lines of poetry, but I wasn't able to write all of them. He mentioned lines of poetry to show you as, as, a, as, a, as a proof that in the past they used to use the term shaytan as a, a person that does something which is not acceptable and not normal. يقول السائل من ظن ان به او من ظن انه مصاب بالحسد او العين فهل يجوز له ان ياتي الى الراقي؟ يجوز لكن ينبغي ان يحرص على ان يرقي نفسه هو بالادعيه واذا خير له انه مصاب ويريد ان يريح باله من هذا الظن لا حرج ان ياتي الى من يرقيه لكن ليحرص ان يكون الراقي على قدر واضح من التقاء ومخاطب الله. Individuals asking if the person feels that he has been afflicted with uh, evil eye or jealousy, is it permissible for him to go to someone to read over him? The Sheikh mentioned it is permissible for him to go to someone to read over him, but it's befitting uh, or better that the individual read over himself and supplicate over himself. And he wipes over himself in the lights. Um, but if the person feels that he needs to go to a rocky, someone to recite over him, it's permissible for him to do so. But he should make sure that the individual who is reciting over him is an individual that has a high level of taqwa and fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. يقول ما هل يجوز لأحد الشخص أن يشير إلى شخص آخر ويقول لشخص آخر ويقول أنه كافر؟ هل يجوز للشخص أن يشير يعين يشير إلى شخص ويقول أن هذا كافر؟ إن كان كافرا يقينا وإلا هذا التكفير يرجع إلى القائل. النبي يقول من قال لي يا كافر وليس كذلك رجع هذا هذا التكفير إلى المتحدث القائل. من قال لاخر يا عدو والله او انه عدو الله وهو لم يكن كذلك رجع هذا الوصف الى المتكلم ينبغي للواحد ان يكون حذرا في مثل هذه الاوصاف وارسالها. Is it permissible, the question is asking, is it permissible to, uh, to specify or to point to someone and say he is a disbeliever? The Sheikh mentioned, if you are sure that he is a disbeliever, then it is permissible, but you have to be sure because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned whoever says to his brother, Oh, you disbeliever, and it is not true that he is a disbeliever, then that will return to you. And likewise, whoever says to his brother, You are the enemy of Allah, and it is not true and actual that he is the enemy of Allah, it will return to him. So the individual has to be careful when he makes these type of descriptions and uh, applies it to other people. يجوز وان كان مكروها اذا احتاج الى ذلك فلا حرج اما بشرب من ماء زمزم فهو قائم. Individuals asking is it permissible or the ruling on drinking while standing? The Sheikh Mitchell Habib al Afar is permissible to drink while standing but it's disliked unless there's a need. 
because it is uh, recorded that the Prophet drank while standing. يقول هل ينبغي للمسلم إذا إذا التقى مع مسلم جديد أن يخبره يعني أسماء أسماء الأشخاص عيد الصوم الجديد هل ينبغي للمسلم للمسلم إذا التقى مع مسلم جديد أن يخبره بالفرق المنحرفة عن الصواب هذا من النصيحة إذا لقى شخصا حديث عهد بالإسلام يقول الإسلام يخشى عليه أن يتأثر بالفرق الضالة هذا من واجب المسلم المسلم أخو المسلم لا يسلمه لا يتركه يضيع And the Sheikh mentioned this is from sincerity towards that individual. This is from advice and sincerity. If you come into contact with a new person and you fear that that person might be uh, persuaded or they might be influenced by deviant groups or deviant individuals, then you should inform them. He, indeed, he's your brother. You should not allow him to deviate because of these groups. If the Allah مسلم ان اصل الانسان ان اصل الانسان من القدر فهل يجوز ان يقال او هل هذا شخص قد خرج عن الاسلام؟ من الفرد؟ نعم هذه نظريه دارون هذا مكذب لله اذا قال هكذا كافر لانه مكذب لله الله يقول انه خلق الانسان من تراب ولم يجعلهم تحولا من قرد الى انسان والله قادر على كل شيء لكن الله يخبرنا بمبدا خلق الانسان ياتي شخص يقول لا هذا لا صحه له مبدا خلق الانسان هو هذه القرده And this person has lied against Allah Azzawajal. And the individual who said so is a disbeliever because he has lied against Allah Azzawajal. Allah mentioned that Allah created us from, from, from dirt. And Allah did not mention that He created us or our first creation was monkeys. And indeed Allah is able to do all things. He's capable of all things. But Allah has informed us of our creation. So this individual has deviated in that regard. يسر السائل ويقول ما معنى المحبة الطبيعية؟ المحبة الطبيعية 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 المحبة الطبيعية كلمة طبيعية هذه خطأ إنما المحبة الإيمانية هذه المحبة الصحيحة والإنسان لا شك خلق وجعلت فيها قوابل 
قبول المحبة وقبول الرغبات وإلى آخره فالإنسان قد يجبل يجعل يجعل في خلقه وتكوينه مهيئا للخير وقد يجبل على تقبل الشر الطبيعة ليس لها دخل في يكون هذا يحب هذا أو لا يحبه وإنما ترجع للإيمان النبي يقول لا تؤمنوا حتى لا تدخلوا الجنة حتى تؤمنوا ولا تؤمنوا حتى تحابوا ليس المحبة التي لأغراض خاصة وإنما المحبة التي مبنية على الإيمان بالله فتحب هذا الشخص لما يتصف به من دلائل الإيمان Individuals asking about uh, the natural love or the meaning of natural love, and they should mention this word natural is, is incorrect, it's a mistake. The love that we have is our love built on Iman, this is the correct love. Indeed, the individual has been created to have acceptance for certain things, desires for certain things. Some individuals they have been created to accept the good, and some individuals. They have been created to accept the evil. So to say this is natural is not correct. And it was mentioned by the Prophet. He said, I swear by Allah, you will not believe until you love. And then the Prophet went on to mention how they would love by spreading the salams. So this is the true Iman, is that we love, uh, or that we have love. Built on Iman. And when you love an individual, you love them because of that which is present in them of Iman. Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal. Wa asa Allah jalla wa ala an yajjukuna amaluna jami'an khalisan li wajhillah. Muafiqan li sunnati rasulillah. Wa an yanfa'ana bima allamana wa bima nata'allam. وأن يجعلنا جميعا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه كما أرسله جل وعلا بأسمائه وصفاته أن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يحصون إيماننا عن كل ما يدنس كما أرسله سبحانه أن يحفظ يحفظ على المملكة العربية السعودية أمنها على دينها ودنياها وأن يزيدها ثبانة وتمسكا لهذا الدين وصيانة لهذه العقيدة وحماية للأخلاق ألا تبتذل كما أسأله جل وعلا أن ينصر الحق وأهله ويذل الباطل وأهله وأن يعاجل المظلومين المغفورين المعتدى عليهم بالفرج من عنده وأن يرينا في أنفسنا وأحبابنا ما يسر على الإيمان وأن يرينا جل وعلا في أعضاء الإسلام ما يسر أهل الإيمان بانكسار الظلم والظلام ونسأله جل وعلا أن يعاجل أهل الشام بالفرج وكذلك أهل برما وما حولهم من الظلم البوذيين وأن يرينا في الطائفة النصيرية ما يسر أهل الإيمان كما أسأله سبحانه أن يوفق المصريين لاختيار أصلحهم وأتقاهم لله 
وان يزيل الفتن عن جميع البلاد الاسلاميه التي حلت فيها عواصم وفتن كما اسأله جل وعلا ان يوفق لكم هذه البلاد لنصره الحق والدفاع عنه وتسهيل امر الواحدين الى هذه البلاد ليؤدوا عمرتهم او حجهم او ما يريدون من خير في ظل امن وايمان وان يثيب ولاه امرنا وبلادنا على كل خير بمنه جل وعلا وكرمه انه يجيب الدعاء واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كبيرا. الشيخ حفظه الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال and that which we perform, and we ask Allah to give might and glory to Islam, and to give humiliation to disbelief, and we ask Allah to protect our Iman, and we ask Allah to protect the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, protect the religion, protect the, our worldly possessions, and we ask Allah to protect the Aqeedah, to protect the good character, and we ask Allah to give a quick victory to the people who are being oppressed in different parts of the world. And we ask Allah to show us that which will give our hearts uh, joy. We ask Allah to give uh, justice to the people that are being oppressed in Syria, and likewise in Burma and other countries. And we ask Allah to show us His might and glory and punishment against the Nusayriya. We ask Allah to give the Egyptians uh, success to choose the person who is uh, befitting for them the best individual to rule that country. And we ask Allah to remove all types of calamities and harms which are present in other uh, other countries. And we ask Allah to bless the ruler of this country and to allow them to defend the religion and to allow them to make it easy for individuals to visit this country and to perform the umrah, to perform the hajj and that which they wish to have good. And we ask Allah to protect our iman and bless them. And, uh, and our last supplication is all praise to Allah, the Lord of the worlds.